0: I want to welcome you to week two of a series that we're calling Blueprint. It's a brand new study. We started it last week based on the book of Ephesians. I, uh, I want to apologize ahead of time for my voice. I've been sick since Wednesday, and Pastor Nicholas is out of town, and uh, we pre-recorded the message. Did not want to make anybody sick, and really didn't want to do multiple services, trying to give my, my throat a break. I've had a severe throat, um, sore throat, and um, so I hope that you guys understand if you have your bibles turn to ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 what we said last week in the that the book of ephesians basically tells us how to make the most of what of what god has given us now i promised you last week i said that if you make a commitment over the next four five six weeks as we dig into this book I promised you that you will feel more loved by God than you have ever felt before. If you choose for the next four, five, six weeks to dig in and to get into this book, I promise to you that you're going to feel more doing the things that God wants to you to do than ever before that sense of inadequacy that we always have is going to fade away that that sense of inadequacy that that sometimes you feel like man i don't know if i can do it it's going to erode as you get into this book the pro- the problems that you have the stresses the the evil that you see in this world it will scare you less as you get into god's word and you will have unusual confidence to face the struggles that you're facing today. Now, the picture that God paints in this book, the book of Ephesians, as Jesus' follower is this. Here's a picture that, that he paints. Is that of a, a scuba diver, and I, I love to scuba dive. I brought my scuba diving gear, and I don't know if you've ever noticed all of the gear that scuba divers, and this thing is pretty heavy. I don't know if you've ever noticed all the gear that scuba divers um, take with them. Uh, Carry uh, as they go uh, into the water, and um, basically you have you have right over here you have some some weights okay in each one of these pouches. You have for me I carry about eight to nine pounds of of extra weight, and uh, what they do is basically as you're going down, the the deeper you go, the more pressure there is. And if you don't have some weight on you there's no way for you to, to go to, to go down. Um, then you have other gear. of course you have a mask. I didn't bring it with me but you have your, your mask that allows you to see underwater. you have your fins. And then you have um, you have some rope. if it's murky and you can't see, you can attach these to the anchor and then uh, you'll be able to get back to the boat. Also you have some sort of um, I don't know exactly what this thing is called, but it's It's sort of a sausage that you inflate. If you uh, go all the way to the top, to the surface, and you're far from the boat, and you can't see, you can inflate this, and it's like a sausage, and it allows the people on the boat to see where you are. And of course, you have this thing right here, this harness. This is called a BCD, and your harness is a, uh, BCD stands for Buoyancy Control Device. And what it does is it carries a lot of your equipment, but it also um, inflates. It's attached to your oxygen tank, and if you push this button, I don't know if you can hear that, it inflates your harness, and it allows you to go up or down as you are diving. Now, you may, you may be asking, why does a scuba diver carry all of this equipment on himself as, he's go- as he goes into the water? And the reason for that is that a, a diver, as he's going into deeper and deeper into the ocean, he's going into an alien environment. In other words, you and I, we were not made to live, to breathe underwater. And the same way it is in, in, in our lives here on, on planet Earth. We live in an alien, strange, at times very toxic environment. This is not our final destination, the Bible says. There's a lot of sadness, there's a lot of um, brokenness. I mean, if you saw what happened on Fourth of July, um, this kid basically goes out as people are celebrating. Um, their independence Day, he just goes and he begins to shoot a bunch of families. Just crazy stuff. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of brokenness, lots of physical, mental, spiritual, Financial instability and so the book of Ephesians says that you and I we have access to some gear that we need to survive in this world in this very strange world that we live in it's like we're, we're this is an alien environment and we cannot not just um we don't need just, we this gear is not just for for us to survive but it's also to thrive and just like a scuba diver can breathe underwater in the same way you and I we have some. Uh, Ephesians calls them blessings, Okay, some gear, some spiritual gear to be able to breathe under water. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're in Ephesians chapter one, verse four. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and here's the very first blessing, the first piece of of um, the first piece of gear that God gives us. It says this: Even before God made the world, watch this. He loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy. Pay attention to that word. And without fault in his eyes. One of the blessings that you and I have is is here in verse 4. Now, it says that, that he chose us to be holy. That word holy and the word whole... In the English language, they, seem, they sound the same. In the Hebrew, to the Hebrew mindset, a person in that day and age when this was written, they would have known that someone who is holy is also someone who is whole. In other words, someone who is holy is someone who, has, who is complete, who's, who's got all the gear necessary to survive, to thrive. And so here in Ephesians, what God is saying is he has chosen us to be holy, to be whole, to have all that we need for this this world that we live in. The first blessing is this. Number one, if you want to take notes, you can write this down. He chose us to be without fault in his eyes. He chose us to be without fault in his eyes. I don't know if you understand the significance of this statement. He chose us. He chose you and you with all of the baggage, with all of the mistakes, with all of the insecurities that you may have. God chose us. And the reason why I remind you of that this morning is because we are used to hearing the world say shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. But God's word, what it tells us and when it reminds us day in and day out is shame off You Now, the question for us is this. How can we be chosen and still have the responsibility to choose? Have you ever thought about those two? How can I be chosen, which is what we just read, and still have the responsibility to choose? So, if my life is predestined, and and there are different translations that use that word, then do I ever really... Make any decisions It's the old debate does, does man have a free will Or does God have Absolute control So let me, let me confuse you for, for just a minute Alright can I, can I just take, take a couple of seconds to confuse you For just a second Let me just take a couple of seconds Two seconds To confuse you for a little bit Okay, God says In Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 Jesus says Come to me So Jesus looks at you and me, and me and he says, Choose me. All who are weary and burdened, come to me and I'll give you rest. Excuse me. All over the Bible, God says, pick me, choose me. In the book of Joshua, in the Old Testament, Joshua says, Choose you this day whom you will serve. Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men, come after me, commit your life to me. And then you look at verses like verse 4 that we looked at just a second ago, and you ask, okay, how do I balance, how do I make sense out of these two verses? Look at verse 5, it says, God decided in advance, he decided in advance, to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ so let me ask you the question which one is it God decided God chose or we decided we have a free will and we chose it kind of reminds you of the story of the, the two groups of people in church that were divided over this issue uh, God's you know in, in absolute control of everything Versus man's free will And it kind of split up these two groups And they were being mean to each other And they were saying things behind each other's back And, and you know that's actually what's dangerous When we take a subject from uh, a Theology of the Bible And it splits us up because that's what the enemy wants And so you have these two groups One that's all about God's control uh, You know he's got he's sovereign period And then the other one Where it's, it's all about man's free will And um and one guy, one of the students from the group in, in, in that church says, you know what, I believe that God is always in control, so I'm going to join this group, and he gets to that group, and he, you know, they receive him, and they're glad, and they embrace him, and they ask him, Who's, who sent you, and, and he goes, he goes, no, no, nobody sent me, I came on my own free will, and of course, this group was a group that was all about God's you know in control of everything And so they kicked him out It's like oh no you don't belong here Go to the other group They sent him to the other group He goes to the other group And they, they see him come and say Hey I'm, I've come to join you guys And they received him with open arms And they embrace him And, and, and they, they said We're so glad that you decided to join us And he goes Well I really didn't decide to join you guys The other group they actually kicked me out They sent me this way I figured it must be God's will and of course they were the group that were all about man's free will and they kicked him out and so I tell you that to say this when people try to put you in in, in a corner when you're talking about theology when you're talking about different things from God's Word and and they're they're a little bit too big for for our peanut-sized brains to understand don't let people put you into a little corner And decide it's got to be this way or it's got to be this way. Because the truth of the matter is that maybe there's room for both truths. Maybe there's room for God being sovereign and for us to have a free will. And the best explanation that I can give you. I heard this a while back is that um, of a quarter i have a quarter in my hand and the more i look at it let's just say that i'm looking at the head side okay the more i look at it the more i study it the more i'm gonna find out little details that i haven't maybe, maybe i haven't paid attention to before let's just say that this side the head side that i'm looking at right now let's say that it represents God's sovereignty. The more I look at it the more I'm going to learn from it. Now if I flip the coin and I I look at the tail side of it the more I look at it the more I'm going to I'm going to learn I'm going to pick up on things that I haven't noticed before. Now let's say that this side is actually the tail side It, it actually represents man's free will. Well the same way it is in your life the more you look into it the more that you're going to learn from that theology. Now, I can't look at both at the same time, right? I can flip the coin. I can go back and forth and look at one side and look at the other side, but I, I can't do both at the same time. And I wonder if it's if that's the way it is with this these truths. They're two sides of the same coin. God is sovereign, and I can tell you that is 100% true, and man has... A free will now can i reconcile those two truths no but here's what i encourage you to do let god be wiser than you let god be wiser than man why is it that we always have this need this burning desire to want to know more why why can't we be satisfied with the truth that God's already given us that's easy to understand You know Love me with all your heart With all your might With all your soul Love your neighbor as yourself Why can't Why do we always have to go and dig in And find out more And, and we're never satisfied with what With the truth that he's given us I, I'm convinced that one day We will understand We'll be able to balance both truth God being sovereign And us having a free will But for now please know that there are times when you come to a passage of Scripture and you look and you you have to say, you know what, this passage right here is this side of the coin. Or this passage right here is this other side of the coin. So look in verse 5. It says, So God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. This, This is one side of the coin, okay? By bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And now watch this. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. I I love this. This is what he wanted to do to adopt us into his own family, and it gave him great pleasure. I love this verse. I love this more than I could ever tell you. This this makes me want to serve my God. This, this makes me want to give him all of my allegiance. This makes me when I read this, this is what he wanted to do, and he gave him great pleasure. This makes me want to give him all of my, all of my worship. It, it makes me want to get on my knees and praise him. God's will means what he wanted to do. God's pleasure means that it made him happy to do it. I, I love this because I, I know my own life. I know my own junk. And to know that my God loves me so much that not only did he plan it, but this is what gave him great pleasure. Man, this is, to me, it, it doesn't get any better than this. But a year ago, I, um, I wanted to give our kids, our three kids, I wanted to take them on, the, like, the greatest vacation they had ever been. And I was trying to think, oh, man, what, would, what could we do for one week that they would absolutely love like what would be the funnest thing that we we could do and we can always take a week off and just the the five of us just hang out and but because of their age I, I know that I know that you know 18 16 and almost 14 I know that hanging out with mom and dad it's not, not going to be the best thing that the that they, that best vacation they could ever have and so I thought what if what if we did a road trip but instead of just us what if we did a road trip, a family vacation, a road trip, where we went from one location to the next? But instead of just being the five of us, it, it was we included their cousins, okay? And it's like I think it's like nine of them, and they're all the same age, so they all get along. What if we invite Leah's side of her her brother and her sister, and all all, all together it's like it's like fifteen of us. What if all fifteen of us decide to go on a road trip? And so we set up a meeting, a conference called Just the Adults, and, we, and I, basically I shared with them, man, I think it would really be cool for our kids to go on a family road trip, and we decided eventually we were going to do RVs, but the logistics of it did not work out, I mean we spent tons of hours trying to figure out if we could all three families have uh, three RVs and go from one place to the next, but with COVID and everything a year ago it was almost impossible to be able to do that and so we we decided to rent three cabins and so big enough to host to, to basically um, for all of us to, to be under the same roof and so we went we, we traveled all over, over California from the Sequoia National Park to Yosemite to Lake Tahoe and we would spend two three nights in one cabin and then we would get in our cars and drive to the next destination and it was it was a blast we had, a, we had an incredible time one of the days someone asked someone said um what's been your favorite part and everybody got along and everybody I mean it was a, it was a great trip and uh, they asked that question and I said you know for me uh, my favorite part and everybody thought that I was going to say, um, you know, hiking, Yosemite is beautiful, Lake Tahoe is beautiful, um, Sequoia is beautiful as well. Um, but for me, I said, the most the greatest the, the most the, my favorite part of the vacation so far was one afternoon when I was outside the cabin, the girls were just playing around. I think they were video they were creating a video for TikTok or TikTok or something. Uh, The boys were playing basketball. The ladies were relaxing inside the cabinet. And I remember thinking in that moment, it was just a split moment, I said, in that moment, I remember thinking, this is what I planned. Because the kids were having fun. The adults were having fun. This is, and that moment brought so much satisfaction to me. And I wonder, I wonder if that at all is the sentiment that God expresses in these verses even before he made the world God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy to be without fault in his eyes God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ this is what he wanted to do and he gave him great pleasure So one of the blessings that Ephesians talks about is the fact that he chose us to be without fault in his eyes. Here's the second blessing, the second um, gear that that we have to be able to survive in this world, to thrive in this world. It's what I like to call praise, praise. We praise him, we praise him without reservation. You and I have the ability to... To praise him without reservation. Praise is actually a tool that we can use to defeat the enemy. When the enemy is attacking you, you can use praise and worship to defeat him. It's one of the things that, that um, we're the only living thing that can actually do that. Your pets, your animals, your plants, you can't do that. And so you and I, we choose, notice that, that verbiage, we choose okay to praise him in the mystery of it all with all of the complexities of life and so when you look at Ephesians uh, when you look at the whole book what you see is that at the very beginning God tells us who we are in Christ he defines our identity and then later in the book, he's going to tell us what we do in Christ. So he, he begins by who we are in Christ. He ends by what we do in Christ. And that is the difference between religion and Christianity. The difference between religion and Christianity is that in most religions, you do and then you become. You do in order to become. And Christianity is the other way around what we do actually grows out of who we are. And so look in verse 6, okay? Verse 6, the proper response, because we've been given so much, we have all of this gear, we have all the equipment necessary, okay? Because all of the equipment that we have, verse 6, this is the proper response. So, we praise God... For the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave us our sins. Verse 8, he has showered, I love that word, and I'll explain it here in a minute. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom. And understanding different translations. Ins- instead of using the word "showered," uh, y- they use the word "lavish." He has lavished his kindness. The word there is the word "grace." He has lavished his grace on us. In the Greek, is the word "periseuo." Periseuo. Try to say that with me. Periseuo. Periseuo. It means to exceed the ordinary. Okay, to lavish. To to go over and above okay it's it's a picture of a, a wonderful a wonderful meal that like you've never had anything like this uh, i'll give you a, an illustration i, I uh, an example uh last october for pastor appreciation month you guys gave us a gift card to a steakhouse four wind steakhouse and we had not used it. I mean, we actually just used it a couple of weeks ago for a 21-year anniversary. And I'm telling you, like, don't ever have. You don't ever have to be creative. You can for every Pastor Appreciation Month or every year, you can just give us one of those because we we love that thing. I had the best steak that I've ever had in all of my life. Okay, I remember eating that steak, and I was like, I just never tasted anything that good. It, that this word "lavish" is a little bit like that. God has lavished; He has exceeded all expectations. He has exceeded the ordinary. Think of a, a six-star hotel. Think of a, a, a beautiful vacation spot. Whatever picture comes to mind, you take it and you multiply it by millions, by a million, and you'll still come short. And so here's what I want you to understand: grace. It's not just given to you. Grace is lavished upon you. It's not just given to you, it is lavished upon you. And so the natural response for us should be to praise Him. That's the natural response. Because he chose us to be holy. He chose us to be blameless. The only thing that we can do is to choose him. And so grace is not just given to us, it's lavished upon us. And we should have the attitude that says, God, I am so grateful for what you've given me that I am blameless. That means nobody can point a finger in your sight, God. Nobody can point a finger. I'm so grateful, God, when I look at my own life, when I look at, like, I know that in my own effort, like, I just see the weakness, I see the evil, I see my sin, I see the mistakes. God, and I know that I'm not enough, but God, I'm thankful that when you look at me, Lord, you see me as a new person. You see me through the filter of Jesus Christ. God, I'm thankful that you have chosen to adopt me into your family. When this was written, when the book of Ephesians was written, in the Roman world, if you adopted a family, if you adopted a son or a daughter, you took, legally, you took full ownership of that person. So if they had a debt, you took responsibility of that debt. If they had baggage from the past, you took over that and that essentially is what God is telling us. When he adopted us, it was all. Oh, it was the good, the bad, the ugly. It was the worst of the worst and the best of the best. And so God says, this, this is what gave me pleasure to adopt you into my own family. So number one, the first blessing that we see in Ephesians is that he chose us. So, so that, what that means is you don't have to have any more guilt. The shame that you carry from time to time... Throw, out, throw it out the window. It's not from God. Those feelings of, of condemnation and that, that punish you know, you wanting to punish yourself for what you've done, for the mistakes of the past. No more need. He's paid the price. The second blessing is we get to praise him without reservation. And last, the last blessing is this. It's the fact that nothing can stop his plan. Nothing can can stop his plan one of the pieces of of gear that we have to be able to to make it in this world to be able to breathe underwater in an alien environment is the fact that he has a plan for us and nothing can thwart his plan nothing can stop his plan have you ever felt like somebody's messing with your life Has there ever been a time where you feel like, man, somebody's got to be pulling some strings. Somebody's got to be messing with my life because I don't know what's going on. I felt like that before. There's absolutely no worry, no need to worry about that. Because no matter what anybody, even if somebody is trying to mess with your life, he or she cannot abort God's plan for your life life they may be able to kind of throw some obstacles some try to hinder what God is wanting to do in your life but they cannot abort God's plan for your life they they cannot hit the eject button and so God's plans for your life are designed for a specific time and for a specific season and nobody and nothing can derail them can derail God's plan for your life so two two last two verses Verse 9 So God has now revealed to us This is the last Blessing okay God has now revealed to us His mysterious will regarding Christ So there are some things that he reveals To us there are some other things that we don't know We won't find out fully until we get to heaven But in this case He says There are some things that I want to tell you He says God has now Revealed to us His mysterious will regarding Christ Which is to fulfill his own good plan What's what's his plan all about? Look at it, verse 10 And this is the plan That at the right time At the right time God will bring Everything Together At the right time, God will bring everything together Under the authority of Christ Everything in heaven And on Earth when life gets confusing and you want to sort things out center your life on Christ that's what I encourage you to do instead of focusing on all the bad stuff focus on the fact that nothing can stop his plan for your life focusing on all of the bad things in your life it's like having a handful of, of coins and some coins are pure gold and some other coins are tarnished copper and what you do is you have you have this hand full of some pure gold coins and some tarnished copper and what you do instead of instead of valuing the gold the, the the coins that you have that are pure gold you set them aside and you focus on all the 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 copper coins and you start polishing them and you start cleaning them and you try to try to make sure that they're as clean as as they can be hoping that they will be as as valuable as the pure gold coins it's foolish it doesn't make any sense and so my encouragement to you is focus on what God has given you don't don't focus on all the negative stuff that's going on in your life don't focus on all the stuff that you know yeah I know God's blessed me but look at my look at my circumstances here's what God says for the Lord Almighty Isaiah 14 27 has purposed and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out. And who can turn it back? And the answer is nobody. Job 42.2 I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. New Testament says if God is for you, then who can be against you? And the answer is nobody. With heads bowed and eyes closed, as we kind of reflect on the message today, I want to encourage you to put on your, your scuba gear and remember all the blessings that God's given you to survive in this alien world. Man, he chose you. We don't quite understand all the complexities of man's free will versus God's sovereignty. I get it. I get it but when you look at each one uh, each side of the coin you can figure out some things and I think for me personally the fact that he chose me helps me understand that I don't have to deal with the with the feelings of guilt and shame and punishment and condemnation there's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ so God thank you thank you God that you chose me and Father, Father thank you for the reminder that we get to praise you. We choose to use praise to defeat the enemy. And God, may we never forget that nothing can stop your plans for our lives. God, may it be pure oxygen to our souls. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.